And right now we live in such an entrepreneurial forward time where I think it's crazy if you're not doing a side hustle or an entrepreneurship or if you're not starting a business because everybody has ideas. And the goal is to right, make money from your ideas and monetize them in a way that really gives you a sustainable life, not just a hustle. The Gentech Podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gentech Podcast. Today we're speaking with Nadia Kamenska of Branding Bosses, which is a marketing agency in Tampa, and they specialize in organic growth and branding. Um, you could also call her Miss Brand Boss because she is the queen of personal branding. We're really excited to talk to her today about her background, how she started Branding Bosses, and her advice to business owners. So Nadia, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Of course. So first, we're just going to dive deep into, you know, talking about yourself. So first, I want to ask, where are you from? So originally, I'm from Russia. Um, when I was seven, my mom immigrated to the US um, to California. So I grew up in California, and we traveled all over. Um, and then when we moved to Tampa about 12 years ago, this became our home. Awesome. So yeah, I know you started your business in Tampa. You've been living here for a little bit. So how did you first get into the marketing industry? You know, now you're you're obviously um, a, a professional in this industry, but did you go to school for marketing or what, you know, made you interested in it? Of course. So it was a mix. So when I was 16, I started my first company. It was a tutoring service. And I reached out to a few marketing agencies in Tampa and I was 16. I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And all of them kind of, you know, shoot me off. Like you have to have a high budget to build a website and you need this and you need that. And you need all of these like prereqs just to work with them. And I didn't know any of it. I just had a tutoring service that was successful and I had people and I wanted to, you know, promote it. Mm -hmm. So I started learning everything. I started with Wix. I started doing website research, learned CRMs, learned social media, learned everything from scratch. And that really kind of, when I entered my bachelor's in finance, it put me in a headspace like, hey, all these companies need help. There's nobody out there helping these entrepreneurs, right, get a jumpstart in marketing. They have to have all these prereqs, know exactly what they're doing, and sometimes they just have a good idea. So um, I started my second company, which was called No Monkey Business Branding, which was my original branding agency. Mm -hmm. And what we did is we just helped startups out of the incubator at USF and UT really just market themselves. Um, and we would train, we would explain what marketing was. I would hire younger interns um, from USF and we really focused on helping kind of startups get started because I think it's, everybody says they want to help startups. Everybody says that mm -hmm. startups are great and everything, but when it comes to like helping them with marketing or explaining things, everybody's like, oh no, pay us the big bucks, then we'll help or get investors and then we'll help. And these founders are sometimes stuck kind of trying to do everything themselves when in reality it's really hard so that's where kind of the passion for marketing branding came from um and then as i graduated i went into my mba and my master's of marketing to really understand business more in depth of course but to also understand the research portion behind it mm -hmm. um 
And then I had a consulting firm for three years with some business partners. We did a whole bunch of fun things, started a co-work. And I still really had a passion for home startups, but also I saw the need for branding because we had a lot of companies come to us and they were all over the place in their branding, right? Their website was one thing, Facebook was another, Instagram was a third, everything was all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, and they never really got the foundation down of their brand and how to have everything kind of congruent in their branding. So Branding Bosses was born around almost, almost three years ago, um, October, 2019, we started and with our sole focus of helping companies get their branding congruent. And it's grown to us being a full marketing team for um, startups, influencers, doctors, lawyers, consulting firms, where we come in and we help them with everything. If they have internal employees, we train them and we are the assistants to their marketing team. If they don't, we become their marketing team. Mm -hmm. And everything we do, branding's always at the forefront. I love that story that you honestly, you were looking for a marketing agency to help you. You couldn't find anything. So you were like, you know what? I'll be that marketing agency. And I think, you know, anyone says they can just like learn anything by watching YouTube and people say that, but it's actually like huge for you to actually just be like, okay, I'm going to teach myself all these things. So what'd yeah. you first get your degree in? Um, at first I got my finance degree because, okay. you know, safe bed, um, <laughs> my undergrad. But I think I honestly believe that finance is great to understand for funding and venture capitalists and to you know talk the talk and walk the walk. So that way you have background knowledge, because I believe marketing is something you can learn on your own. Um, and then whenever I did my marketing research, that is where kind of more of the education and training came from um, mm -hmm. the master program. And I think that's an amazing story to really wanting to help these startups because it is true. I think, you know, not every marketing agency is fit for every company. So um, it's good that, you know, your company really takes on any type of business and, and wants to help them. What do you think the importance is of that um, congruent branding? I think congruent branding really solidifies a business. If you look at any big company, right? Apple, for example, no matter where you go in Apple, no matter what billboard you see, no matter anything, it's so consistent. You can tell their commercials, the color grading is specific. You can tell their billboards, their advertisements. You don't even need to read the text. You can see the setup and you already know what it is. And that's the value of branding is if you set it up correctly, you're setting yourself up for success. Right. And if you stay consistent with it, you set yourself up for success because everybody's going to recognize your brand, even from the colors you use, the emotion you invoke, the color grading, your videos, your billboards, anything you do. Right. Mm -hmm. All comes down to branding. And if it's all over the place, nobody's going to remember your brand, know who you are or understand what you're even trying to sell. And I think a lot of companies run into that roadblock where they are all over the place. And it's because they don't know any better or because they don't have anybody to help them along with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I even see marketing companies making this mistake of helping clients, but even their strategies all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that's why we really wanted to focus in and hone in on that branding portion, um, even though we're so much more than just a branding agency. Yeah. 
And I, I love the name of your company, Branding Bosses. I think it's super important to have a company name that really like describes your core competency. And that's just a perfect name. And I want to, you know, go into your own personal name, your Instagram and social names. You call yourself Miss Brand Boss. Mm -hmm. So how do you think of that? And I think that's like a perfect ex example of your congruent branding because like you are your company. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Um, honestly, funny story. I was approached at a the Tampa Club and I had a lady, I don't think I've ever met her, and she was like, you're Miss Brand Boss. I'm like... <laughs> Yes, I'm famous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That goals there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I follow you on social media. Like as soon as you walked in the room, like I knew who you were. And that's really what I tried to hone in with my brand. Mm -hmm. Um from like my accessories, my glasses, things that are memorable, but things that I love. So my brand is really truly me. Mm -hmm. I just try to showcase it in a mm -hmm. way that's memorable and people recognize it. Um but the name really came up. I really liked the idea of like the bosses and the boss. So if you look, at, if you ever look at my GoDaddy, I have like a million uh, domains that I bought that end with bosses or boss or mm -hmm. some sort of variation of that. Because I just really like that concept and that brand that I'm building. And um, obviously, you're young. You're a female business owner. Were there any challenges that you faced? Um, maybe you're still facing in your career and, and how did you overcome those challenges? Um, I think the challenges are all very consistent with any startup really. Um, and I do have a funny story. So when I entered into my partnership, there were actually two males and they were older, um, ex-military. And I, at that point was just graduating and I really had a mindset that I needed men in my company to help me grow. I really did have that mindset at the beginning. And you know what? It was a wrong mindset because I ended up doing most of the sales and I ended up doing most of everything. Mm -hmm. But I think that mindset is still in our society that, you know, if you're a female, you're not going to be as successful or you're not going to get as far. People are not going to take you as seriously. But it's been as how serious I take myself is how serious people take me. So as long as I have the confidence that I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing and I have the case studies to prove it, um, I've never had any pushback in that regard. However, it is harder to get meetings and things like that. And I have been mistaken for a secretary a few times at networking events, but other than that, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> yeah, other than that fun stuff, it's been really good. But I do think there's, you know, so much to say and obviously like supporting female companies. I think that um, Branding Bosses is just such a great company because of that. You can tell you have a really strong female team and that you guys are all like very close. And, you know, it seems like you guys actually enjoy working there, which um, I think you can really tell just from your social media. And that's definitely plays a huge part in people wanting to work with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and the hiring has just been fallen kind of that way. I know it was never my intention to just hire females, right? We hire males. I have a few great male kind of coworkers in our company, but it's always been that we've been a female predominant firm, even in who applies for the positions. Um, but definitely I try to kind of build a culture of um, collaboration and unity and fun. Um, we incorporate fun companies into our mix, including 
A13 tequila, salsa events, taco festivals, things that we can also go to, have fun with, take videos at. Um, and that helps, of course, at any company. If you get to drink tequila and coffee, it makes it more fun. Of course. How do you keep that motivation that you have for your company, um, for your team? Um, I think most of my team loves the clients they work on. So I really give them the choice of the clientele. And we have people who like the more serious clients, people who love the more fun clients. And I really leave it up to them to fall into a group who they want to work with. Because um, I believe if you don't love the company you're working with or you don't love the client you're working with, you're not going to do a stellar job. Mm -hmm. And I really let everybody on the team kind of guide themselves in that sense. And I call everyone on our team mini entrepreneurs because they really are in charge of their day, in charge of their time, in charge of the client work and kind of everything. So I give a setup, I give a strategy, I review everything, but they have autonomy of their own like day to day. I love that, the mini entrepreneurs. I think that's kind of how everyone feels right now with the work from home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How do you um, still keep that unity? Do you guys have an office or? Um, we have a few co-work spaces around Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. We have a few private clubs that we're members of. And that's where we usually have our meetings. And they're able to use them as well for co-working. Mm -hmm. But um, usually our, our unity comes from our events that we host internally. So we'll have like weekly meetings, weekly lunches, mm -hmm. um, and then quarterly events. Yeah. And I think that's super important. I want to talk about some new uh, business ventures you have. I saw that you have the Be The Boss podcast. So uh, what's your goal with that podcast? Um, I Be The Boss podcast is actually a kind of side project that I run with um, one of my business partners. His name is Afiz, but his artist name is Anime. So it is a primarily focused on the artist community of Tampa Bay. And our different seasons focus on different kind of aspects. Our third season is focusing on the musicians, the painters, the um, producers, the artists of Tampa, which there's so many of them. And it's a fun project to do. We create music. I've created a rap song. We're creating a second one. So it's almost like a fun side project. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also in the process of launching Boss AF, which is going to be a podcast focus predominantly on helping startups get started without hiring us um it gives them basic marketing basic branding basic understandings as well as i'll have interviews with industry leaders about finding investments pitching your company pr marketing finance everything that you could need to run us a, a business as a boss yeah, we talk about that all the time at Gentech, you know, giving out that valuable and free information and tips and guides for marketing. Absolutely. It's just so helpful because, you know, companies before they really want to purchase, you know, a plan with a marketing agency, it's nice to see that we're giving out information, even if, you know, they don't work with us, at least like we can help someone. And Absolutely. I think maybe one day if like a company does fit with you guys or us, like they will remember and appreciate that information that you gave. Absolutely. I Education over everything. Mm -hmm. um, even clients that we have that I, I we teach them everything. They own all their marketing things. We teach them how to do everything in the sense of if they ever want to do it on their own, they can. And honestly, we have never found anybody who's like, hey, yeah, I want to do everything you do on my own. 
but they appreciate knowing the process, knowing what's happening. And I think that in marketing, especially a lot of marketing companies, there's a fear, like I have to like tie this client to me or they're going to leave, right? Like mm -hmm. almost like an abandonment issue. When in reality, you just, if you give your client the freedom and you give them the resources, they're not going to want to leave. They're going to appreciate it. They're going to love it. They're going to understand what's happening. They're going to understand the metrics and then they're going to understand the strategy. And nobody wants to leave something they understand. They want to leave if they're scared, if they're being manipulated, or mm -hmm. they're being held hostage, basically, right? That's when you <laughs> want to run. Um, so I think that marketing concept is outdated, and I feel like a lot of companies are still practicing it. But I definitely see a movement, even with Gentech, a movement towards giving clients autonomy and like handing them the keys to the gate and they can figure out what to do with it if they want to stay or if they want to go completely agree with that so again with like your instagram name and you being so you know branding boss miss brand boss oriented how do you balance your life and work and, and keep that separate i know as an entrepreneur it's it's very hard because sometimes your life is your work so how do you how do you keep balance um a few things I've incorporated and I've gotten better with it over the years. Um, I used to not be good at it at all, especially mm -hmm. when I was younger. It was work 24 seven. Um, and even if I was out with friends, we were still working because they were business partners and we would just continue brainstorming ideas, which is fun in its own way, but it gets, it can drain you. So mm -hmm. I've incorporated things like going to the beach, on a Wednesday afternoon, if I feel like it. So kind of incorporating me time into my busy schedule um, and also incorporating like the weekends, making sure that I do take like two, three days off where I'm not just going insane and exhausting myself. Mm -hmm. um, spending time with family, spending time outdoors, going to the park, going to the beach. We live in Florida, so we're able to do all those fun activities um all year round so that really helps do you feel like sometimes working from home because even i catch myself doing this you don't really have that like nine to five you know because you always have your laptop with you even in bed like what advice do you have for people you know <laughs> kind of not to bring their work into bed because i know that because I, I was literally working in bed last night till like one so i have no advice to give for that it's just set your boundaries so i for example i worked till 1 a.m last time but today i got up early i went to the gym i walked around and i didn't start work till 11. so it really just is about balance if you work late give yourself a later start in the morning give yourself time to you know time for you time to meditate time to read time to do something you love even if you love your job it's still a job it's still work and it still requires energy and if you drain yourself of that energy you're going to and i'm not having any to give so make sure to just like claim your energy back and do things that help you restore that balance i think that's such great advice i love that like because sometimes you have to have those late nights like you can't really avoid them but giving yourself that late morning is i think a great way to keep the balance yeah for sure so talking about branding bosses again how do you think or what would you say makes you guys stand out from your competitors um there's so many great marketing companies out there it really just depends on fit um 
a client that will fit one company will fit the other one just because of the way they work, the way they approach. What makes us really different is we educate, but we also become part of your team, right? So we are so heavily research-based that we become the matter subject expert in your field. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some verticals. We don't just do everything we used to. We've kind of narrowed it down to like medical, tech, law, and then some like fun companies. Um, so we're able to become matter subject experts in those fields and we're able to become your team. So it feels like a seamless transition. So instead of paying six people inside your company, you pay one salary for six people. Um, for a lot of companies, it's a no brainer, especially when COVID happened, right? It was a big benefit because a lot of marketing professionals got laid off in the sense of companies couldn't upkeep having 20 people on a team. And that's why we're able to come in. We're able to fill gaps and we're able to provide that seamless service. Um, and everything we do is branding based. So we have a big focus on user experience, user design, especially in websites. And we basically have unlimited resources in that sense where we can build your website's dream or we can recreate things that you really want to have um, from memberships to courses to dashboards. So we're really just like a full service agency. But what makes us really unique is that we do become matter subject experts in your field. We do focus on research and we do focus on strategy and branding. I think that's a great way to put it too. Like instead of paying, you know, six people on your own team, it's one set price and this team will do everything you need. When talking to, you know, other maybe entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, what's like good advice you can give them? Because I'm sure it was it was scary, you know, starting your own businesses and that's a really big jump. Like sometimes it can just feel so much more comfortable like working for someone else and not having all that responsibility. So what advice would you give uh, for these entrepreneurs? I would definitely say take it at your own pace. Um, It really depends on you as a person. For example, me, I'm the type of person that likes to jump in with both feet and then if I don't know how to swim, I'll figure it out or I'll drown. And I usually figure it out. And I think that being an entrepreneur, it's really about having your time, right? It's about not waiting till you're 65 to retire and to have fun. I kid around with my friends all the time and I say, I live like a retired 65 year old Mm because I can go to the beach, I can play golf, I can go to a concert, I can go to a vacay and I can still work and make money, right? And still run a company, Um, but I'm not stuck and I'm not making money for somebody else, which is always a great feeling, right? Building your own wealth. Mm -hmm. And even if it's scary, you have so many resources out there. You have incubators, you have mentors, you have companies like me or Gentech that can support you, can help you, can guide you, right? It's free to ask a question. It's free to DM us and ask for help or support, or it's not super expensive in that sense. (laughs) And where there's always resources available. And right now we live in such an entrepreneurial forward time where I think it's crazy if you're not doing a side hustle or an entrepreneurship or if you're not starting a business because everybody has ideas and the goal is to right make money from your ideas and monetize them in a way that really gives you a sustainable life not just 
a hustle as well. What are those resources that you use to, you know, keep self-improving and to keep learning and bettering yourself? I know some people take courses or have mentors. What have, what if you um, had worked the best for you in your experience? Um, so there's a few cool things I do. Um, when I first started, I joined incubators and accelerators. Um, there's everything from uh, the WAVE to USF to UT, especially if you're a younger person and you're a student at USF or UT or any university, more than likely they have an incubator in place. Highly recommend. Um, but what I've done now that I'm out of kind of school and I'm more on my own is um, universities such as Oxford, Harvard, Stanford have online classes that you can take and they're graduate level courses. So you are able to kind of improve your knowledge and growth through these courses which is really cool and there's other courses available like udemy.com i think it's a subscription one there's a few where you're able to take courses on specific things where you're not just learning from youtube but you're learning from a structured course because everybody's different learners right some of us can learn from youtube some of us need like a course like chapter by chapter um and then also networking has really helped um and then leveling up my networking from starting from small kind of groups to going to bigger events, to going to more professional settings as well. And talking to people that are successful, that are venture capitalists, that are successful business owners really puts like fire under your butt in the sense of you're like, oh my God, I, I'm doing the right thing. I need to do this. It really motivates you and it gives you more not only motivation but more ideas and it helps you grow so definitely those things have been the most influential for me i agree especially like you said sometimes it felt like when you were hanging out with your friends you were still working because your friends were your business partners um there's just like such a beauty in that because again like you are who you surround yourself with if you have these strong like-minded individuals around you like you have that motivation so i haven't heard that answer but that's so true like literally just networking and talking to people like will give you self-improvement absolutely absolutely um i always try to surround myself like even if i'm just having lunch right i will try to go out of my way to find someone who is a venture capitalist or who's successful someone i can just talk to it really gives you different perspectives and it helps you grow as a person as an entrepreneur um even in the community you're able to form relationships that push you forward and when they have projects coming up they'll contact you and be like hey are you interested in something like this so you get doors open for you just by talking to people which is insanely cool yeah and easy yeah. <laughs> yeah. talk to people. Um, i want to just pivot into now like the social media and marketing um segment of this podcast so personally for you uh what social platforms would you say have worked the best for you what are some platforms that you say wouldn't have worked for you what are your like favorite and least yeah. yeah yeah of course i love all of them um i think it really depends on a business and it really depends on your goals. Um, Instagram always is great. TikTok is great. But I think some underlooked and overlooked platforms like Pinterest are amazing for certain areas like makeup brands and beauty influencers and fashion and even like health and wellness coaches. Um, YouTube is great. Honestly, all of them. 
except Twitter. I have never been a big fan of Twitter. I agree. I love that you mentioned Pinterest, though, because, you know, when I was coming on the team, that was something that I actually brought up to Gentech because I had used it at previous companies. And I just found like how amazing it is because on Pinterest, you know, you're just linking your website or a YouTube video or anything. And I think there's actually so many users on it like every day for every industry, like there's real estate, there's marketing. Obviously, most people know Pinterest for the fashion and, you know, nail inspiration, which I use that too. But it's crazy that Pinterest is actually really turning into a business hub. It is. It's actually the third largest search platform on the internet after Google and YouTube. That's crazy. I didn't know that. But I think that's a very like underlooked. Um, it is, and it's not something people think of. I like the first thing when they come with social media. Um, Facebook, I've I've noticed it's great for community building, especially for groups. Um, we use that a lot for our bigger clients who have groups and who have communities they want to build. That has been extremely effective. Um, it really just depends on your goals. There's not like. And I'm a big believer you should be on all social media platforms, but you should focus on a few that are going to get you to your goals the quickest, whether that's Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Um, But definitely being active on all of them gives you an edge, right? Because people search on different things. Sometimes people might search on Facebook. Who knows? And your target audience, you have to know where your target audience is. Because if you don't know where they are, you're just throwing darts in the dark. You're not having a focused strategy in place. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially they all are very important, but knowing where your target audience is and being active and consistent on all platforms mm-hmm. to show, you know, like you are there very cohesively is, is super important. Absolutely. Do you think the importance of social media is to you and your business? Um, For my personal brand, social media has really allowed me to find people that support me, which has been amazing, right? That story of someone recognizing me just from my glasses is great. Um, So solidifying my kind of brand in the community, that is definitely something that uh, social media has helped me with. Um, For branding bosses, it's definitely a great source for clients and discovery. We use it heavily for client outreach, but also just educating and showcasing and almost like a portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it's been great because it helps us being discovered. And that's one of the most important things. And what do you think? the importance is of having a personal brand because I've talked to a bunch of people now and you know some people are huge on the personal brand and want people to think when they think of their company to think of them and some people um like to stay more low-key and just have their brand speak for themselves so what is your take on that since obviously I'd say you're almost you're a professional at personal branding so um I believe you have to have a personal brand So I have my founders and I tell them the same exact thing. Imagine if you wanted to sell your company and now you have a brand, right? So now you just sold your company, you no longer have your channel and you didn't build up your personal brand. Your next venture, you're starting from scratch. You have no base to work with. Building your personal brand allows you to switch careers, switch businesses, sell, change, pivot 
without losing your base audience and your base community. I think that's the most important and underlooked aspect of it. Um, but it's also about solidifying yourself from your company. Again, back to the selling point. I think that's the biggest importance of having your personal brand because and also people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So they only know you as a company. They know you as a brand. They don't know you as a person. You're going to run into that non-purchasing from a company, right? Because they want to purchase from a person. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a balance is needed. And I think a personal brand is so important because you can leverage it for so many things. If you want to start affiliate marketing or site hustling or a new venture, you always have that base to go back to. Yeah, I think that's such a great point, honestly, because it is true. Like every business, they say, show your personal side. And if you do have a literal personality, then that's the perfect way. And you do want to buy from someone that you trust and know and it's super important to have people, you know, know this is your business, you're really passionate about it, and that it is true to you, like you said, how how true your business is to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Having your own, like, personal accounts and your own brand allows you to also kind of grow bigger because now you're not just stuck in a certain niche, right? Now you're a person. You're not just a real estate or you're not just branding. You are a person. And with people, you have so much more opportunity for, to pivot, to change, to grow. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like other industries, because now like you have that that branding or boss and you could mm -hmm. put that anywhere, like real estate bosses. <laughs> yeah. It could yeah. be anything. So I do think that is a great idea. Um, I think we've hit all our points now, but I do just want to ask like one last question. What's the biggest takeaway that you want our podcast listeners to learn? I know we talked about a lot about branding. Um, so I think the most important kind of aspect from today's interview is make sure you stay true to your brand, right? So creating your brand is such an important part of your journey as an entrepreneur. But the most important part is making sure you stick to it. Having a consistency and uh, everybody says consistency is key, but it really is because the more consistent you are with your personal brand and with your business brand, right, the farther you'll go and the more chance you have of being solidified as a, um, like as a power player in your industry. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm just going to give like a little recap of everything we just talked about so again this is the gen tech podcast and we have nadia kamenska on of branding bosses tampa uh we talked about staying true to your brand while also staying true to yourself and the importance of that consistency is key as we know um also just taking everything at your own pace when you're becoming an entrepreneur sometimes you can really get lost in that so it's super important to take it at your own pace and also having your own time and time for yourself not being so consumed by work, but having that balance and just all the resources that are available to us, such as um, the incubators and accelerators and these classes. And as an entrepreneur, you should keep growing and keep up with the industry that you're in. Now, if you want to tell our listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. Um, all channels, Miss Brand Boss and all channels, Branding Bosses Tampa. And for us, all our channels are at gentechmarketing.com. Nadia, thank you so much. Um, this was an amazing podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next week.